The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. We're back rocking the Christmas onesies once again. We're back. We're back. Yeah. Look at the onesies. I got dinosaurs on mine. I have uh, bells and Bell. ornaments. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, mother fathers. All right. Welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of the hosts of the show. To my right is a man who is, I believe, is going to do the do that thing like uh, like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did in Jingle All the Way and Russell Sinbad for the last present, the last Turbo Man, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing tonight, bud? I need this Turbo Man for my son or daughter because I haven't seen the movie in a long time and I can't remember. Get to the chopper. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Feeling a little under the gun, a little holiday. You know, I was, I was a bit, I've been busy at work and I'm trying to, uh, holiday procrastination is a real thing for me this year, but, uh, I am super excited to, uh, jump into the happenings of week 15 with you, sir. How are you? How are you feeling this holiday season? We are mere days away. I am feeling less than people-ish. Let's just put it that way. Um, I don't know if it's the time of the year. Uh, it's the seasons where it's starting to wear on me a little bit and I need, mm-hmm. some, need some time or or it's just, uh, you know, college kids coming home and taking up stations at the gym and taking way too long and dapping up with their buds instead of working out like, you know, the rest of us working stiffs do. But I'm here. I'm here. I'm rocking a Christmas onesie. I'm yeah. going to talk some football. Oh, we also have a special announcement at the end of the show, so you don't want to miss out on that. But before we get into all that, let's get into some. Uh, let's just talk about the uh, um, our socials, our social channels. Which here, which here, Twitter, Instagram, and the now semi regularly used TikTok. It's at no creds req. Facebook.com forward slash at no creds req. YouTube.com forward slash at no creds req. And if you wouldn't mind, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to all of our social media channels listed below on the podcast side subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast spotify spreaker google play wherever you podcast rate and review five stars is preferred rating for the show if you're on a platform where you can review we will read your review no matter how uh, how exemplary or how grinch like it is we will read it on the air and because it's a live show we want you to engage with the show we want your comments, and it's the most wonderful chime of the year, or at least the most wonderful chime of the week. You gotta play that magical, magical sound. That's right, folks. Engage with the show. This is a live show. Engage with us, whether you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. I refuse to call it X. Engage with us. We want your comments. Come on down and 
let us know what you think of the show or what you think of uh, what we're talking about. So we're going to get into NFL Week 15. We're going to start, as usual, with our biggest upset. And Dustin, what is the biggest upset from in your mind from Week 15 in the NFL? Well, I think I'm going to surprise some people with this one, but I'm not going to go the way that you think I'm going to go. I will address that situation later in the show, but my biggest upset was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Green Bay Packers, and I'll give you a couple reasons why. One, we have just spent the last couple weeks extolling the virtues of Jordan's Jordan Love's ascendance with the Packers, his turnaround and their subsequent turnaround And we were just talking about how we thought that they were going to be a playoff team and, you know, that there is their turnaround for real. Well, when you beat when you beat the Lions the way they did on Thanksgiving and then you turn around, you beat the Chiefs, who the Chiefs, we've discussed it before. They're not quite as good as maybe they've been in previous years, but they're still a good team. Still still a uh, pelt on the wall if you beat them, so to speak. So. I did not expect the Packers to come out and and lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And let me just got to take my hat, my hat off to one Baker Mayfield. He really he really played well in this game. He threw for four touchdowns. Chris Godwin, who has had by his standards a quiet year, he really broke out in this game for 155 receiving yards. It was the Bucs looked good, and um, in that NFC South, which somebody has to win, uh, I would go so far right now as to say Baker is the best quarterback in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. And if the Bucs can string together a couple wins and get hot at the right time, I mean, who knows what could happen? That's true. That's true. It's a, it's a bold, it's a pretty bold statement saying that. Uh, Baker Mayfield is the hottest quarterback in the NFC South right now. I mean, but look at the quarterbacks in that division. You got uh, the waffling of one <laughs> Arthur Smith. Oh, uh, yes. Going back and forth between Taylor Heineke and uh, and uh, and uh, Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Desmond yeah. Ritter. I almost said Dustin Ritter, but it's actually Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> you got Chase Young in Carolina, who is – Let's just put it this way: He's not having a great rookie season. Yes, he's shown yes. some. He's shown some. Shown some flashes here and there, but behind no, having no talent behind him, and with no running game and no offensive line to speak with, he's going to have a rough season. And then you have New Orleans, the New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. with Derek Carr, who's been streaky. At, at, at and I'm putting it diplomatically, he's been streaky. Yeah, uh, so far the car year. the car's been a little broken down this year. Thanks, folks. Yeah. I'll be here Hey-o. all week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to tip your weight staff. Anything less than twenty percent, you're a cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest upset of the week was I I don't know if you could call it an upset, but I'm going to call it anyway. The Bills over the Dallas Cowboys because coming into this game, the Cowboys had a lot of momentum had a huge win over Philadelphia to tie for first place in the NFC East. However, you have a Bills team. Ever since they fired Ken Dorsey, Mm -hmm. they're starting to establish an identity finally. I didn't know who they were three weeks ago. I couldn't tell you. Bills fans couldn't tell you who these Buffalo Bills were. 
And now you're starting to see it. They're establishing a, a, a starting to establish an identity, and they thoroughly smashed the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Oh, did they ever? And it wasn't so much that the Bills beat the Cowboys, but in the fashion that they did so. 266 rushing yards. And then they hold an offense, a Cowboys, a very potent Cowboys offense, to less than 200 net yards. Dak Prescott had a horrible game. The rushing attack was non-existent. And maybe the Bills are starting to... I've talked about this. We've talked about this in the show. Mm -hmm. talked about how the Bills don't have much of a run game outside of Josh Allen. But maybe they're starting to find... Maybe they found their running back in James Cook. And I'll talk about his performance a little bit later in the show. Yeah. You know, I think you just hit the nail on the head. And... um... I think we do, as you as you've said. I think we have to attribute this turnaround, um, especially in the James Cook area. I think some of that could be due to. I think the new offensive coordinator said, "Hey, no Brady, yep. Cook, James James Cook is the guy, and this is what we're doing." You know, there there wasn't. It it, it seems like he put more faith in James James Cook than previously. Maybe can. Ken Dorsey had I don't know mm-hmm. that's just some conjecture but I find it um, I find it a, a good corollary that as James Cook turns it around a little bit and is used more the Bills also begin to figure it out so to speak yeah absolutely absolutely and the Bills have an opportunity I think the Bills have a great opportunity to run the table for the rest of the season they have a very important matchup uh, we talked about the Miami Dolphins and they thoroughly destroyed my New York Jets in a game that I thought was going to be closer than everybody thought because Tyreek Hill's out, Miami's offensive line, they're not doing so hot, they're beat up, and their defense, they, they didn't start Xavier Howard. He was out. He was, an, he was inactive for this game. But, of course, the New York Jets, the offense decided to do, uh, to do a disappearing act and do the Where's Waldo game again, and... Then you had the whole debacle with Zach Wilson. Oh, he's dehydrated. Nope. Wait, he's got a head injury, but it's not. Pro- it's not. Con- he's not in concussion protocol. Oh, wait, he's in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fire. They should have left the medical staff and the offensive coaches on the tarmac at Miami International Airport <laughs> after Sunday's game. But that's neither here nor there. We're not going to talk about that particular team. We're going to talk about those trash, those dumpster pelicans. Shout out Drew Willingham uh, for the rest of the show. However, we are going to talk about our biggest disappointments. And I have, uh, I'm going to lead off with this one. I thought the, and I won't talk about the New York Jets because they've been disappointing all season. But I will talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars losing to the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about this earlier in the year. We thought the Jaguars were going to run away with this AFC South division. Mm hmm. We we thought this is a team on the rise. This is a team riding a lot of momentum after their after their huge wild card win, that comeback win against the San against the San I mean the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, but they should go back to San Diego. Uh, and then they <laughs> they they took the Chiefs to the to the limit in their yeah. AFC divisional. Yeah, they, they hung the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. And you thought to yourself, okay, this is a team that's on the rise. They're going to make some noise coming up next year well they've been battling some injuries and they ran to a team in the baltimore ravens that is 
so under the radar when it comes to Super Bowl contenders. I don't know why this team has isn't more heralded. Heralded. So you talk about the Eagles, you talk about the 49ers, you talk about the Cowboys. Well, not so much now. The Eagles and the Cowboys, because they've been the, the, Eagle, the Eagles on our slide. And Dallas Cowboys, where they're still the Dallas Cowboys. But nobody talks about the Baltimore Ravens. Nobody talks about Lamar Jackson being an MVP candidate. He's having an outstanding season. We don't talk about them. But going back to the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is a team you all thought was going to run away with the AFC South, but now they're not. They're, they're not in. Da- they're in danger of not only winning, well, losing the division title, and what is the hottest race in division race in all of the NFL. Yeah, they're also in danger of losing a possible pl- a wild card spot. And to add insult to injury, no pun intended, Trevor Lawrence is battling both ankle issues and is in concussion protocol, and Christian Kirk. It's on the I, they're in the IR, and I think the injuries to their roster is going to be their undoing. Yeah, it very well could be, and you know I'm right there with you because I sat here on this show and I think I very I I said the Jags could have this division wrapped up before Thanksgiving, and boy was I wrong. You know th- this uh, we we bought in heavy to the Jags, and I don't think. I don't think we were crazy or anything like that. I think a lot of people felt the same way. They have been bit by the injury bug a little bit, especially with Trevor Lawrence as of late. But I would argue that the the Ridley signing, which looked like one of the best signings in the NFL after week week one, he has not made the impact uh, that that many people thought he would. Christian Kirk to my eye, is still very much Trevor Lawrence's number one receiver. And if he goes down, that's a huge blow to the team. And mm-hmm. uh, they just haven't performed. And yet, and at least for me, I can't quite put my reason, my my uh, finger on why. You know, a few weeks mm-hmm. ago in the comments, our, our buddy Schmitty said it perfectly. He said the Jags are an enigma. They are. They truly yeah. are. Yeah. So who is your biggest disappointment this week, Dustin? Well, my biggest disappointment, we're going to revisit a game that you talked about just a little while ago. My biggest disappointment is the Dallas Cowboys slash one Rain Dakota Prescott. Yes, that's his real name. Look it up. Dakota Rain Prescott. Yeah. (laughs) So now Dak in a big time game like that. Oh, I just need to. Cl- I, I, I sorry to interrupt you. This I just want to clear. I just want to um, say to our audience: this is not ever clear. This is actual water. So. <laughs> got to stay hydrated. Got to stay hydrated. Got to keep hydrated. It's yeah. one of my it's one of my favorite lessons from Letter Kenny. Got to stay yeah. hydrated. Right. Sorry about that. Please continue. No, not a problem at all, sir. That's why we're live. We like that energy. Now we are live. <laughs> <laughs> but. This is why, Cowboys fans, now this is not the first time I've gone on a rant like this, but this is why every time, and I've been guilty of it too, every time you start to believe in the Cowboys and by extension Dak Prescott, he has a game like this. He threw one interception and 134 yards. Not a great performance. This is why people don't believe he can handle, and and it's not just Dak, it's not just Dak. That Cowboys defense that everybody, including myself, at various points throughout the season said, hey, this defense is legit. 
Well, they got absolutely demolished on the ground. Demolished. You're going to get into what James Cook did individually later in the show, but it was a mauling. The 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 giant uh, the Cowboys defensive line got no pressure. You know, no, they didn't plug the run at all. Josh one Allen, sack. one sack, one lowly sack. Now Josh Allen, he was not great in this game by his standards, no. but he didn't need to be. He no, didn't he need didn't. to be because Buffalo was just galloping up and down the field with the run. So the Dallas Cowboys and mostly Dak Prescott are are my biggest disappointment. And I apologize because Dak has played very well the last few weeks. He's been on fire, but he will not be able to shake his reputation that he has until he performs well with December football in inclement weather. I'm sorry. We're going to have to check on Dollar Store Usher because I don't know if he's still them boys after that. Hey, Dollar Store Usher, you still them boys? <laughs> Ain't nobody calling me, texting me, paging me, asking me, are you still them No, you ain't. And I'll put some of the blame on myself because I said last week on this show with our special with our guest, Daniel Smooth, I said that I'm starting to believe Dak Prescott should be in the MVP conversation. Yeah. I thought he was he's he's minimized his interceptions this year. He's minimized his turnovers. He threw an interception on on, on Sunday which was only his seventh interception this season. But he was absolute he, he played at, he played like dog food. Yeah. He played he played his their, the Cowboys performance was a dog's breakfast. It really it, it was it terrible. Really was. Less than 200 yards. Less than 200 net yards. It, 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 it looked at stat sheet. It says 134 yards passing for Dak Prescott, but total was 106. Yeah. <laughs> and they only managed 89 yards on the ground. You yeah. talked about Josh Allen not having to do much this week. And yeah, he was only 7 of 15 for 94 yards, but the way that the Bills just ran down the Cowboys' throat was. Was a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was a thing of beauty. I, I know my brother Jeremy. He's up in New Hampshire. He's still a Bills fan, even though lives, even though he lives in New Hampshire now. He's still a, he's still a Bills fan through and through, thick and thin. Mm. He, I'm pretty sure he was celebrating because not, not only did the Bills win, they kept alive in the wild card hunt, and they also kept alive in the division race. But they also beat the Cowboys, and nobody in our family likes the Cowboys. <laughs> Absolutely, positively it's the, nobody. It's the unifying factor amongst yes. the McCarthy family. You all it's like different thing. football teams, but <laughs> we all hate the Cowboys. And the Bills have a great chance to run the table. They play the. They're at the Chargers next on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, mm-hmm. against the Brandon Staleyless Chargers. And Hallelujah, praise the Lord, and pass the biscuits. Brandon Staley's <laughs> gone, and they play the Patriots at home on New Year's Eve. Then they wrap up the season against uh, they're at Miami. If if all things go according to plan, the Bills win the next two games. The next two games for Miami are against the Cow against the Ravens, and then against the Cowboys. Then they got to face the Bills, who already beat them by four touchdowns already this season. That could be a matchup for the division title. So, so we got to play the sound. <laughs> Jaguars, Cowboys, 
disappointed us so much. <laughs> <laughs> and thank, you, Chauncey, thank you, Chauncey Winston. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I just want to say it's interesting because last year, last year, we go, we go back to last season on this show. I was very vocal about, you know, what are the Cowboys doing giving Ezekiel Elliott the ball in key situations? It should be Tony Pollard's job. And maybe we've seen what Tony Pollard can do given the every down role now. And maybe Tony Pollard – no shade against Tony Pollard, but maybe he's better as a, you know, you pair him with somebody else, and then he comes in and he's electrifying and does one of breaks one of those long runs that he's so good at doing. Maybe the Cowboys were onto something, continuing to give the ball to to Ezekiel Elliott and giving Tony Pollard rest because he just doesn't look as explosive when he's the the every down back to my eye. So I don't know. And we're going to move on to our most entertaining game. And Dustin, I'll have you lead off. What was the most entertaining game in your mind from this past week in the NFL? Well, to quote a movie that I'm not sure, it's an animated uh, movie that my sister and I used to watch when we were younger, an animated version of Around the World in 80 Days. And in there, they say the motto of the wise is be prepared for surprises. This game surprised me. I did not expect to be as thoroughly entertained by this game as I was. I'm talking, of course, about Minnesota Vikings versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Jake Browning, in the beginning of this game, I turned on this game. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I love Saturday NFL football. There's just a different feel for it. I, I, re, I for one, I really like it. So I turn on this game, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, oh, man, the Bengals are in trouble because on the first series of the game, they look good for a couple plays. T. Higgins gets wide open, drops the pass. And then then on the very same drive, I believe, or either the drive after it, I can't remember. I don't have a photographic memory like that. Jake Browning drops back to pass. Charlie Jones is wide open. Behind everybody, Jake Browning overthrows him, and I go, "Uh uh-oh, this game's not going to be good. The Bengals look shaky early, but they righted the ship. And meanwhile, you have Nick Mullins over there. He he looked real shaky, in my opinion. He was was throwing some balls where where he had two interceptions in this game, and both were very costly. They stopped Minnesota's drives. Um, in the red zone, but he also, he made a cross, cross his body throw at one point that I thought should have been another interception, but it was caught by Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison also grabbed a ball pretty much that looked like it was heading towards the ground to keep a drive going. And not only did he keep it going, he, he, he broke down the sidelines for a huge game gain. And if memory serves, he scored this game. And then the Bengals settled in. They're going back and forth. Ty Chandler had a huge game during this game. He rushed for 132 yards and a TD. This game had a lot going. And then this game goes to overtime, too, and the Bengals end up taking this game in overtime, which is a game that they really needed to have. Um, And 
I just was not expecting it. And both quarterbacks, I would say Nick, I would say Jake Browning looked better than Nick Mullins overall to me. But Nick Mullins, he went out there and he kept trying. He didn't he didn't let those interceptions get him down. So you got to give him that. Um, but both backup quarterbacks played very well in this game, and this game was a pleasant surprise to me. Like I said, it was very entertaining. I was not expecting it uh, to be as entertaining as it was. Yeah, and did you see what uh, Browning said in the sideline? You happen to catch that clip on online? Oh, I didn't catch that one. He, t- he throws a touchdown, and he's and I think Bengals social media caught it. He threw his helmet down, and he said, you should have never effing caught me. Oh, yeah. He said that to the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> sideline. I do remember that. Line. I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was that was a that was a great moment. And yeah. I also gotta give you know, we talked we talked about upsets and we talked about uh entertaining games. Uh my runner-up this week was Seattle, uh, your Seattle Seahawks and the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, Shout out to Lisa Salters for giving Drew Locke, letting Drew Locke express his emotions yes. after that game where he had his first fourth quarter comeback in over 1,100 days. I mean, Roman Reigns' title reign in the WWE has been longer. Is <laughs> long has been longer since Drew Locke led a fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, but yeah, but my game of the week in terms of most entertaining game was Texans and Titans. And you would never know it from the score line. Went up being 19-16 in overtime. But the Texans had to go to the well. And they not only used Davis Mills, but they also used Case Keenum at quarterback. Because C.J. Stroud, unfortunately, he's still in concussion protocol. He's doubtful for Saturday or Saturday. I think he's playing. Is he playing a Saturday or Sunday? I think it's Saturday, but I can't remember either. Well, real-time research, folks. Let's take a look and see (laughs) when they're playing. And it will be on Sunday. Oh, okay. Again, they're playing. They're Christmas playing the, the uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve on Christmas, Christmas Eve. They're Eve, playing yeah. the. They're, they're playing the Cleveland Browns at home. That should be a very intriguing matchup too. But it's not my most intriguing matchup of the week. We'll get to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. So Case Keenum comes in at quarterback, and the Titans, the Titans, wore their what I call foiler uniforms, the fake or their uniforms. And I noted on social media during the game and during the fourth quarter, especially and ran to overtime. I said on social media, I said on Twitter that the Texans beat the Titans in their foil uniforms. That would be delicious. (laughs) (laughs) And in fact, that's what happened because Mm -hmm. the game went to overtime and it all of a sudden becomes a defensive battle in overtime. You see losses in yards, sack, sacks taken by both teams, punts happening by both teams. Texans mount up, went up driving the field. Uh, Keenum throws this incredible pass to, I think it was Tank Dell. Uh, let me just verify that real quick. In the, I believe uh, Tank Dell is out for the year, but I could be wrong. Well, let's see here. Let me just go to GameCast and go to the play-by-play, and we'll see who he threw to. And that would be – no, I'm sorry. He threw it to Devin Singletary, mm. and it went up going for a 41-yard gain that got that – they got uh, the Texans into, into territory, in the Titans' territory. And then you see Devin Singletary, misused in Buffalo, but now yes. driving in Houston. He scores a game-winning touchdown, thirty-four yard, uh, uh, a thirty-four uh, yard run, 
unfortunately gets called back for a penalty on his wide receiver who had a holding call. It was uh, Mechie who had Jonathan Mechie who had the uh, holding call uh, in the second level, which brought back the touchdown. So D'Amico Ryans decides to go for the field goal. Cami Fairbairn already hit a 50-something yard, a, a, a field goal over 50 yards in the game. And then Cami Fairbairn comes in. It's high. It's deep enough. It is good. <laughs> and he sends the Tennessee Titans fans home unhappy. They're eliminated from the playoffs, which leaves you to wonder what's going to happen with Tennessee at the end of the season. I thought, and it's been, on a, they've been on a downward spiral since I think it was a week, week 12 last year. Yeah. Where they were in first place in the AFC South with a seven and three record. They went up losing out the rest of their games. Uh, I think the last, I think they won, I think they only won one or one or two out of, out of their last, out of their last 10 games or their last seven games. And they lost the division on Sunday night, which had me wondering. I, I had a hot, I had a hot take that uh, Mike Reber will be fired at the end of the year. And when my friend said, no, I don't think so. I think he's going to make it. Well, Mike Vrabel's job might be in jeopardy after this season. It's been a disappointing season for the for the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. And this game, losing to the Titans, or losing to the Texans in your foiler uniforms, when you knew that they were trolling, they were trolling the, tech, the Texans. They were trolling the city of Houston. You knew in your bottom of your soul, you're saying, this team's getting this team's trolling the, the city of Houston. Yeah. You know why they you know why they put the those uniforms out on that day. No, it was a coincidence, Ryan. It was a total coincidence. They didn't mean anything by it. <laughs> Holy. And I gotta give a shout out to one Cole Johnson, who's been a twice twice guest on this program. He was here last year for a Super Bowl preview. He was here on Thanksgiving Day chopping it up with us, who remembers those Oilers teams. And he was a big Oilers fan when he was a kid. Seriously disappointed when they moved to Tennessee because Bud Adams couldn't find couldn't find it in his heart to build his own stadium. Yeah. Um, finally, finally pulled the trigger, moved the team to Tennessee. Texans come in a couple seasons later. But I thought of him after that game, and I said, Cole, congratulations. And I shared a screenshot of one J.J. Watt, who went oh, on social yes. media after the game. I did see this. And this is what he said. And I quote, We get the uniform back. We get the uniforms back. That's how this works. I don't make the rules. Sorry, not sorry. Too bad. So sad. And he's right. (laughs) And he's absolutely right. Mm Mm-hmm. Those uniforms belong. It's like it's like uh, it's like Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, where he goes back on that ship to get the cross of cross of uh, was it cross of uh, but that that uh, I can't remember his, can't remember the explorer's name, but he says it belongs in a museum. The, the Oilers' <laughs> name belongs to Houston. Yes, yes. So I found it. It was very entertaining. The, the ending was very entertaining. That's why I called it my my most entertaining game of the week. But we're going to take a quick break before we go to commercial break. Let's take a quick look to the comments section. We got some comments coming in. 
Jersey Jersey G says, "This is where I simp for Cosmo the Cougar, right? Uh, Cosmo the Cosmo the Cougar is the mascot of one Brigham Young University. Just so <laughs> just so people know." Uh, Wonko the Saint says, "Hey, happy holidays! Happy holidays! Happy uh, holidays, Christmas. Wonko! To you, yes, and yours. whatever you celebrate, whether it be uh, Yule, uh, Saturnalia, Christmas, Festivus, uh, Diwali, whatever you celebrate." Happy holidays to you as well. Uh, Jersey G says the same to Wonko. Uh, she also says, I knew a lady who had a Chargers tattoo and she was very upset when they left San Diego. Oh, man. Just like the rest of the city of San Diego, they should go back there. They need to go back there. You know, apropos of nothing, you know what one of the, uh, I'll say it, one of the ballsiest tattoo moves I've ever seen is still to this day? It's one <laughs> former Dallas Maverick, the Jet, Jason Terry, he got the the NBA's trophy tattooed on him before the start of the season, and then luckily the Mavs won it that year. That's a pretty that's a pretty bad tattoo if they don't get that done. Yeah, <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, Wonko says Chargers Raiders got my disappointment trophy for the week. Way to more six. Way to make. 84 points total scored to uh, 84 total points scored boring. Snap <laughs> <laughs> the checking in sports ball. Uh, Wonko also says those Oilers unis confused me as to which team was, was which for a hot second. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can blame, uh, you can blame the Adams family for that. <laughs> Wednesday had no part in it. No. And uh, Jersey and Jersey G says he was manifesting that with that tap. Yeah, yes, he was. Good on Jason Terry. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back. We'll get to the rest of NFL Week 15. Stay tuned for more. No credentials required. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. That's right, folks. SeatGeek.com. That's one of our premier sponsors at BellyUpSports. Use promo code BellyUpSports at checkout. Look, holidays are, Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, Hanukkah just ended. Uh, like I said, Yule, Solstice is Solstice is coming, Festivus, Saturnalia, all those holidays. Look, a great gift is tickets to an event for your loved one. And what, what more, what better way to get those tickets is go to SeatGeek.com. Look for your desired event, sporting event, concert, comedy shows, whatever you use, whatever is whatever requires a box office tickets. You want to go to SeatGeek and use promo code BellyUpSports at checkout for $20 off, $50 or more. And I happen to notice that one game in particular, I saw the lowest oh. price on the web on SeatGeek. That'll be this Sunday's Jets-Commanders game. Currently, tickets are starting with the fees. They're starting at $24. <laughs> oh, oh, man. $24. I'm- 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My reaction there was a bit like Paul Schaefer's when uh, when Joaquin Phoenix was on Letterman all those years ago. It it, it caught me completely off guard when you said that was because I looked. I'll give you a little glimpse at how the sausage was made. Uh, I looked at the show rundown. I knew that you had listed the price in there, but I did not agree. I did not think that that was with the fees. That's with the fees. Without the fees, I think it's seventeen dollars. Wow. Regardless, whether you go to that sterile train wreck of a stadium of called MetLife Stadium to watch what's going to be a dumpster fire of a football game, or if you want to go to a better game, or if you want to go to an NBA game. Thankfully, the NBA Sippy Cup is over. NHL. <laughs> NHL. Concerts. Comedy shows. Bro, plays. What, again, if it requires a box office ticket, go to SeatGeek.com. SeatGeek.com. Enter promo code BellyUpSports for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. We're going to keep going with NFL 15. Week 15 review. We'll, we'll get things. We'll uh be quick about this most notable performance. I mentioned at the top of the show when I talked about my biggest upset with the Buffalo Bills. Tromping the like a herd of elephants, like the like the uh, ultimate warrior in a herd of elephants. James Cook tromping over the Buffalo of, of, of the Buffalo Bills, tromping over the Dallas Cowboys, 31 to 31 to 10. James Cook, 25 carries, 179 yards, and a touchdown to go with two receptions for 42 yards and a touchdown because, again, like Chris Berman said, nobody circles the wagons like the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, and James Cook was certainly one of those guys who was circling the wagons on Sunday. He was cooking. He had wagons. Just don't fart in the, uh, with, the, with the baked beans like in Blazing Saddles. Dustin, your most notable, notable performance from week 15 in the NFL. Well, while it was tempting for me to pick James Cook, I went a different route because, to me, Jared Goff really, really impressed me and did a lot to kind of, I think, assuage the concerns of Lions fans I think the Lions had a bit of a get-right game against the Broncos on Saturday. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And Jared Goff was a big, big part of it. Now, it just goes to show that in today's NFL, 278 yards is not that not that impressive a, a yard total. I remember back in the day, if you went over 300 yards, you were doing something. And these days, people do that a lot. Uh, but the kicker for me is five touchdowns and no turnovers. Five. <laughs> he pleads the fifth touchdown to his receiver. Now, <laughs> unbelievable performance by Jared Goff, and I think the Lions needed this wait, in the wait. worst way. D Dustin, Dustin, some breaking news. Some breaking news. <laughs> Jared Goff just threw another touchdown. <laughs> Wouldn't it be something if it was to Debo Samuel? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this 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 uh, that was very impressive to me. And I, like I said, I think it, it couldn't have come for the for the Lions at a better time. They they needed this in the worst way. <laughs> if only you had the glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, geez. Shout out yeah, to Tron himself. Shout, shout to Tron. Shout out to Tron. <laughs> and the worst part of it all is that in my Godzilla Media League, um, I have no idea if I'm in the playoffs or not. I don't think I am because my team absolutely sucked this year. And I never got and I never got a chance to hold the belt. Never got oh. a chance to hold the belt from last year because oh, man. there's a certain former host from WTMM talking to you, Bryce. Never gave it to me. <laughs> never got that chance to hold that belt. But I had Jared Goff in my league. I have Matt Stafford. I saw Matt Stafford. I'm like, Jared Goff's playing awful. Jared Goff's playing awful. I'm gonna put Matt Stafford in. He's been playing, he had a great week last week. Did okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Jared Goff threw five touchdowns. I'm like, son of a biscuit. Oh yeah. Crap. Yeah, don't worry. We all do that. I had Ty, I had uh, Ty Chandler on my bench because I yeah. I subbed him in, but I forgot to hit the save changes. Oh. Hit the save changes. And, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure our pal Julie from from the Michigan is uh, watching or listening, and she's going, "Yep, I agree. Good for Jared Goff. We're back on track. We're mm-hmm. back on track." And I saw a hot take at the gym by Lewis Reddick. He says that he said that the the Cowboys and the Eagles are not the biggest threat to the 49ers right now. He says it's Detroit Lions are the biggest he, threat. He might not be wrong about that one. Uh, it, I mean, especially after this week. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Our hottest takes of the week following week 15. I'm going to start off with this one. And I'm going to say the second most entertaining race in the NFL after the AFC South division race is the NFL is the NFC wildcards. If the NFC wildcard race, if we take a look at the standings currently, when we go to the wildcard, we're going to see there are still one, Two, three, four, five, yeah, five <laughs> teams who are currently two games behind, or at least two games behind the, the for that last wild card spot. Because right now, that fifth. So right now, San Francisco they currently have a they currently have the first overall seed, followed by Dallas, Detroit, Tampa Bay. Then the wild card spots are currently occupied by Philadelphia, Minnesota, and the Rams. In eighth place, right behind the Rams, are your Seattle Seahawks, Dustin. Mm -hmm. Followed by the New Orleans Saints, who could still win a playoff spot if they win in the division. They can also do that if they win out and have Minnesota and the Rams lose out. The Atlanta Falcons, dear God, how are you still alive? (laughs) But their game game back of of, uh, Tampa and uh, New Orleans for first place in the NFC South, then the Green Bay Packers, then the New York Giants and Chicago Bears again. How are you still alive? Yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. This is this race is going to come down to the wire, I think. This race is going to come down right to the last week of the season. And if we see some teams win out, like the Giants, although they have a tough order, I think the Giants have the toughest order ahead of them because they have to play Philadelphia not once, but twice. In the yeah. next three weeks, that's they had the tallest. They had the tallest order ahead of them. I, I'm not going to make any predictions as to who is going to come out of that wild card race, but your your Seahawks could come out of it in a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. The Rams could come out of it with a wild card spot. The Vikings are still alive. There are num- there are a number of teams who could still occupy that final wild card spot. And again, I think it's going to come down to the last week of the season. That's my highest take of the week. 
That would be great because that's what sports is all about. You want you want as many teams in it as as late as possible because then mm-hmm. it makes for some great football when every single game has stakes. It's just it's just a wonderful time, and it adds. Yeah. I I'd be, I'd be so bold as to say that it adds to the magic of the holiday season because it the does. magic of the NFL season goes on for a few weeks, even after the holiday magic has faded a little bit, you know? So in the doldrums of winter, mm-hmm. that beginning, you got that magic to look forward to of the, of the NFL playoff picture. Now, Christmas magic. <laughs> playoff I, magic. I am hoping now, now supposedly I saw some stat that with Monday's unbelievable win, which don't worry, I'm not going to get through the show without talking about it. Um, <laughs> The Seahawks now have a 50% shot to make the playoffs. So their odds did dramatically go up. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's going to be it's going to be tough. Now they got a winnable game against the Titans this week. No offense to the Titans, but it's a winnable game. No, and, please. Uh, please do. And they're and they're going <laughs> to have to uh I think the Rams are playing a little bit hotter than the Seahawks right now though. They, the Rams are going to be t- tough to deal with. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of teams in it. Now, the Bears, that was like coming off the top rope to me because I thought they uh, were out a long time ago. Oh, no. Oh, no. They're still in the race. They're only two games behind the last uh, offense spot. Unbelievable. Well, and it also, it also dovetails rather nicely into my hottest take of the week because the topic, and I've discussed him before on this show, but Matt Eberflus is stepping up to take Brandon Staley's mantle of how the hell did you do that? <laughs> and I am christening Matt Eberflus. We used to call what? What? Who, what magician did we compare um, uh, Brandon Staley to? Uh, David Blaine. Yes, David I think Field. I think it was one of those two. Brandon Staley. I, Brandon, Brandon Staley Field. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes, I think that's what you did, Brendan Staleyfield. So come with me on this journey because I am calling Matt Eberflus Eberfludini because he is making <laughs> he is making victories disappear. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what he did. I'm going to tell you what he did. He, the Bears, the Bears oh, were within field goal range with four seconds left in the half. And they were within their kicker's range. And what does Matt Eberflus elect to do? What do you think happens? He decides, oh, I'm going to have Justin Fields throw a Hail Mary for the end zone. And it gets picked off. And they were up on the Browns at this time in the game, which Mm -hmm. makes it even worse because I was watching this game with bated breath because I almost was going to pick it for my biggest upset of the week because I was going to say, how the heck did you let this happen, Joe Flacco? But Joe Flacco comes off the couch with his bag of pork rinds. I assume that's what he was eating. I don't know. And he he leads a comeback, and they win that game. The Browns come back to win that game. Now, everybody's talking about the Hail Mary at the end, which Darnell Mooney, he almost caught that thing. He almost caught that thing. Despite Eber Fludini's best efforts, the Bears almost came away with a win. But guess how many points – the Bears lost by. That's right. They lost by three. If he had gone for the field goal, they would have at least gone to overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Nice I looked, job. I, I looked 
Yeah, nice job, Ibr- Ibrflutini. Uh, <laughs> I, I looked at that. I looked at that stat line, the play by play, and yeah, he uh, definitely had. He definitely had him in field goal range. He was on the thirty-seven yard line, with almost no time left in the half, and yeah, he throws that interception, and almost has the miraculous catch by Darnell Mooney at the end. Now there was there was a dispute by someone on the social medias and they played the, they played that play in slow motion, the last play of the game in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And there was an argument that the bears could have gotten a rough in the passer penalty awarded to them. Oh man. Would have taken them to the goal line? Would have taken them to, no, it would have given them 15 yard. It would have been a 15 yard penalty. Oh, okay. and let me just see where they were at when they had that opportunity. Hang on here. Real-time research happening. Let's take a look. I mean, he did heave that thing, Fields. He did. He did. But still. They were at at Cleveland's 45-yard line. So if you had a 15-yard penalty, you could tie the game. Cairo Santos could have tied the game with a field goal. Could have gone to overtime if they had that penalty called for them. Unfortunately, with these referees – being the way that they have been all season long, actually the past couple of years. Yeah. I've been saying it for I say it again. We'll screw it from the rooftops until it happens. The NFL needs full-time referees. The only yes. league of the four major sports that do not have full-time referees because they're all insurance salesmen and stay-at-home moms and high school teachers. Well, I don't know if that if those two referees, those the female referees are stay-at-home moms. If they are, good on you. <laughs> thanks for being a tr- thanks for being trad wives with the exception of sundays but <laughs> but we need full-time refs we need yeah. people who can consistently play calls and i'll say this too the reason why cj Stroud is out is because in the game last uh, game last week's game the week before week 14 against the jets quinn williams hits cj stroud he goes they'll both go down on the turf and cj stroud knocks his head against the turf of metlife field and that should I, I think that should have been a penalty. That should have been a rough in the passer penalty because God forbid the Jets don't have a game where they don't have where they don't have a rough in the passer penalty uh, awarded against them. But if we had more consistent refereeing, if we had more consistent officiating, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be in the conversation every single week. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why, Ryan, but when you said we need full-time res- referees, I just pictured, like, you get what you want, but it's like the Simpsons monkey paw where it's never, like, good. So I pictured somebody being like, oh, we'll give you full-time referees, but they call Angel Hernandez, and they're like, all right, you you come over from baseball, and we're going to make you <laughs> you the full-time <laughs> referee. Do I get a, do I get a free – do I get a free Froger with that monkey paw? Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> my choice of unlimited <laughs> toppings would have had MSG. Yeah. <laughs> Can I go now? <laughs> uh, well, speaking of going, we're going to take one more commercial break uh, before we go into what we're looking forward to in NFL Week 16. So stay tuned for a no more commercials required. 
This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good, quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. I had myself a nice French press full of cookie crumble this morning. Yeah. It was delightful. And the la- I had the last bag coming up of uh, the Bad Santa. That's my last bag of the holiday bundle, the Christmas bundle you can get at invadercoffee.com. But what you want to do is actually visit our link in the description. Get yourself some premium air-roasted coffee made by veterans. Again, do you hate your country? Do you hate veterans? No. You don't. So support this business from uh, based out of Austin, Texas, run by veterans. And look, I've been enjoying Invader Coffee for the last couple of years. Dustin's had himself some Invader Coffee. I'm pretty sure he's he's uh, uh, delighting in the bad Santa. Uh, we, we, he did so once. He did, he did so on the, on the Thanksgiving uh, show. Oh yeah. And I believe he also indulged in it last week as well during our 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 our, uh, our Saturday brunch, which is currently blocked by YouTube. So, uh-huh. Go to YouTube. that story another time, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but no. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Get yourself some Invader Coffee. Visit our affiliate link. Use promo code BillyUp at checkout. You might pay a little bit more premium for that shipping, but you get that coffee within two days, and it's nice and roasted. You can get it ground. You can get whole bean, which is what I do. I enjoy the nice fresh ground coffee. Yes. Fresh, prince, fresh, pre, fr, uh, fresh French press in the morning. And I'm sure, Dustin, you enjoy it on the weekends. And yes. uh, I also heard you like to, uh, in, like to order the K-Cups uh, for the office at work. Yeah, yeah, we have we have coffee at work, um, and it's it's decent coffee, but it's not Invader. So every once in a while, I fire up I fire up an order of the K cups, and uh, it's definitely bolder than the coffee that we have going on at work. I, I will leave them nameless because I don't want to be uh, blowing up any big corporations. We don't need the wrath of big corporations coming down on us. We already got YouTube coming after us, but Invader Coffee. We love you. I was enjoying some cookie crumble. It is my favorite of the holiday pack, followed mm. by Bad Santa, which not to worry, Ryan, I have paid up. Um, I have a refill of Bad Santa waiting for you due to my loss in the Battle of the Bryans. And mm. I got to get myself a bag of Jolly Java because I haven't had that one in a while. But as Ryan has said before, don't just go to the seasonal blends. Get They got a lot of great blends throughout the entire year. Grab those because they're fantastic. I believe the K-Cups that I've been getting are the original Invader blend. Very good. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, go to the link in the description. That's our affiliate link. Use promo code BELLYUP at checkout. You get 15% off your order. All right. On to NFL Week 16. What we're looking forward to the most intriguing matchup, Dustin. What's your most intriguing matchup for Week 16? 
for me, my most intriguing matchup is, and I'm gonna sound, I'm gonna sound like a, you know, like a just a chalk guy, but to me, it's got to be the Ravens versus the 49ers because you talked about it earlier in the show. Nobody is really talking about the Ravens, myself included. Myself included. Now, I they have made some improvements on offense. I think their offense has looked better. Their defense is still good. Everybody forgets about the Ravens' defense. They're still good. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have had an amazing season. But to me, I think think everybody has – I think the Niners have a little bit more star power perhaps, and that's why everybody's talking about them. And when they've beaten teams, they've beaten them really badly. Not to say that the Ravens haven't, but I mean the Ravens absolutely destroyed my Seahawks, but you expected that. You know, at least at least I did. At least I did. It was the beginning of Seattle's kind of slide, and the Ravens outclassed them. Um, but I think the Niners, I think they've been televised more nationally this year, perhaps, mm-hmm. so or in bigger games, so people know about it. But this matchup is going to be great because I want to see what the Ravens can do to shut down some of the uh, Niners the the myriad of weapons that the Niners have. I want to see how Brock Purdy plays. And conversely, I want to see how the Niners and Kyle Shanahan and the, the defensive coordinator of the Niners, I forget who it is right now, forgive me. Um, I want to see how they game plan to stop Lamar Jackson because he is unbelievable. And anybody that sits there and says, oh, he can't throw the ball, rubbish. He can do it all at the quarterback position. He's done very, very well. Um, He's more than just a running quarterback, that's for sure. And they do have Odell Beckham has had kind of a rebirth in Baltimore a little bit. Now they did lose uh, Keaton. Can't remember the running back. He's he's out. Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell, they did lose him, but Gus uh, Gus has shown that he can come in there and Gus he can run the ball. <laughs> so, so he's, he's especially uh, good in this go. He's especially good in goal line situations. Yes, yes. So I mean, I think this is going to be a very good game. Um, to and and let's not forget about Zay Flowers. Let's give him some flowers. He's had a nice rookie campaign for for Baltimore. So this is going to be. An interesting game to watch. I'm very excited about it. Uh, but how about you? Well, I'm going to go off script, and I've been criticizing Thursday Night Football over this past season with uh, some of the terrible matchups that they've had last week's notwithstanding. I thought it would be a, honestly be a 2 nothing finish, but uh, the Raiders, that they surprised me by putting <laughs> up 63 points against the uh, now Brandon Staley-less Chargers. Uh, Brandon Staley Field has now disappeared yeah. Las Vegas per- on a permanent basis. But this Thursday night's matchup is very intriguing to me because it's an old-school NFC West matchup. If you don't remember, back in the day, uh, the Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints, they were once division rivals in the NFC West until realignment happened. We got 32 yeah. teams. Realignment happened, and now the the Saints are in the NFC South. But both teams have something to play for in this game. The Rams, they have a wild card spot to play for. They've been on the uh, they've been on the, they've been trending upward over the last month or so. And the Saints have something to play for because not only are they in a wild card situation that where they could pick up a wild card spot, 
Granted, they need a lot of help to get that wild card spot, but they're also still in the race for the NFC crown, the NFC yeah. South crown. Yeah. And that division is something to watch. Not for the reasons the AFC South is in the same reason, the conversation. I mean, we could still have a situation where uh, the NFC South division winner will be under 500 once again, provided things, strange things don't happen. But the Saints could win out. The Rams could win out. Any of these teams in the NFC South could win out. I mean, with the, ex- with the exception of the Panthers. And they could win that division. I had my doubts about Atlanta. I thought they would have be they would be better with the easier schedule, uh, but Arthur Smith is uh, doing Arthur Smith things, uh, <laughs> even with the uh, talent the talent laden offense that they have. He still refuses to use some of those guys uh, like Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson and Drake London. But all that withstanding, I'm curious to see how uh, the Saints will keep the momentum going after a big win against the Giants last week. And again, the Giants were one of my biggest disappointments. Great job, guys, for letting me down. Tommy Cutlets, you're cut off. But I'm curious to see how the Saints will keep up their momentum, will build up that momentum against an easy way against the Giants. I'm also curious to see how the Rams will do with keeping their – they're doing, they're doing the right things offensively with ball control. And uh, a running, a strong running game, which is something that mm-hmm. Sean McVay, I don't think Sean McVay has ever had in his tenure in Los Angeles. So, um, Cam Akers was good when game. they first, when they first, they, he had a, oh man, who am I trying to think of? It was, it was a running back that was very Todd good. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was very good in his first until his year knees turned to sawdust. Yeah, what, yeah, terrible story yeah. that was. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, moving on to Desperation City. I'll lead off with this one. Uh, Speaking of the Falcons, uh, Colts and Falcons. It's the Eric Dickerson Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, because fun fact, while Eric Dickerson went into the Hall of Fame as a Ram, he also played for the Colts and he finished his career with the Falcons. But the Colts are in a heated battle for first place in the AFC South. The Falcons are slowly dying and becoming endangered See what I did there? <laughs> becoming a risk of becoming an endangered species in the NFC South and NFC wildcard race. Uh, that will be, in, and it's going to be interesting to see how this offense of the Falcons uh, handles this defense for the Colts. Because unlike last year, the Colts are healthy. Yeah. The Colts are healthy on both sides of the ball. I mean, yeah, they, they don't have Jonathan Taylor. I think he's got another week or, uh, week or so. Before he's re before he becomes active again, Gardner Minshew is doing Uncle Rico is doing an okay job protecting the football. He had three touchdowns last week against Pittsburgh, and again, I'm I'm just curious to see how this Falcons offense is going to fare uh, with Taylor Heineke and what the heck Arthur Smith is doing uh, with those play calls, not using not utilizing the offensive talents that he has uh, with. Uh, those three guys that I mentioned before. Well, Ryan, it's because when you have Bijan Robinson at the running back position and he fumbles the ball one time, you got to give it to Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier is too talented to take off that field, you know. And then when you draft a tight end in the top four, you got to give it to 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 Jonu Smith all the time. You got to do that. 
<laughs> Dustin, who is your Desperation City Game of the What is your Desperation City Game of the Week? My Desperation City Game of the Week is the Browns versus the Texans. Because both of these teams do not have the quarterbacks that they thought they would have when they started when they started this season. CJ Stroud is likely going to very likely, as a matter of fact, going to be out for this game. So yeah. they will have to turn to Davis Mills. And we all know who the Browns thought they would have under center for this game when the schedule was made. And they have Mr. Joe Flacco. And the Browns need the Browns need to win to try to keep pace with the juggernaut that the Ravens have been. The Browns, I believe, are at nine and six. I'm trying to remember if that is nine the and five. Nine and five. My apologies, everybody. Now I can't do basic math. But now the Browns need this win because they you and guys can't do <laughs> you and guys can't do sports math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I've got to uh, <laughs> I'm in good company with that one then, you know. There you go. So anyway, I they've got to win to try to keep their their playoff hopes going and I for one selfishly I hope that they get in there because that was my spicy gumbo take uh from the preseason is that the Browns would make the playoffs. And also the Texans, the Texans are in a division race right now. They need to win this game because they, they have the Colts in there. They have that, that division, as we've detailed is a, is a hotly contested division and the Jags are still in the mix mercurial though they may be. So both Mm -hmm. teams need this game. And I think both teams are going to come out and play with a hunger and, I don't know. I don't know who I give the advantage to if when it's Joe Flacco versus Davis David Davis Mills. I think slight or advantage. Case Keenum. Yeah, if they decide to go Case Keenum, because as you said, D'Amico Reigns went to the went to the well a couple of times last week. So mm-hmm. and it's very both teams I think are gonna play they know what's at stake for this and 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 I think it's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Our Castor Oil game of the week. I think we both agree with this one, Dustin. Yeah. It's just commanders. And both yeah. teams are stuffed to the gills with dumpster pelicans. Shout out to Drew Willie. <laughs> and what will likely be the Spiro Ditas Adam Archuleta D-list game of the week. Oh, man. I, I feel so sorry for any hardcore Jets fan who's spending their Christmas Eve in a sterile stadium with lousy weather watching a team that has zero hope. And again, like I mentioned in the ad before, if you want to go to the game, tickets are still available on SeatGeek starting with fees, $24. And you can buy a bunch of them and use promo code BellyUpSports for 20% off, for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. Ding. Please do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I wish I had more to add. But I don't, you know, I, I, I was looking at the other matchups. I'm like, can I talk about a different game here? But then I just looked and I said, it's Commanders Jets. Well, actually, Wonko has one for us. Can Desperation City include teams fighting for a better draft spot, Bears and Cardinals? Or is that more of a castor oil pick? I think it's more of a castor oil pick. Yeah, I mean, well, and I looked at it. I looked at Castor Oil. I did look at – that was the game I looked at. But 
to me, I also sometimes base it on entertainment value. The Bears have Justin Fields who can do some some amazing things at quarterback. We've seen it from time to time. And the Cardinals have Kyler Murray. So at mm-hmm. least it's going to be fun to watch those two try to run up and down the field and throw passes and outduel each other. Yeah. And and both of those teams, at least like, like uh, Trey McBride, Arizona's tight end, very good right now. James Conner, like the way he runs the ball. So mm-hmm. to me, both of these teams had had too many entertainment factors, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, he also says, I'm looking forward to Monday Night Football for the second week in a row. Ravens yes. Niners should be a banger. Absolutely. Uh, he also says, bring back the replacement refs. <laughs> oh, he said yeah. that with a, with a coy smile. I will um, never forget that. Good enough. First down. <laughs> <laughs> so when we played our Invader Coffee commercial, uh, Jersey G says, depends on the veteran. Uh, I don't know if she served. She knows somebody who served in a uh, uh, armed forces capacity. My, I have a brother who served in the Navy. I have a dad who served in the Air Force. And I have a cousin who served in the Army. So, you know, I got them on my side. Mm-hmm. Um, she also says, every time I heard the word Invader, I think of Invader Zim. That, you know, she's not wrong about that one. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap things up in just a minute or two, but we got to first talk about our player to watch in week 16. Dustin, who's your player to watch in week 16? All right. Well, you all been waiting for me to get into this one. You knew it was coming at some point, but I tricked you. I buried the lead. My player to watch in week 16 has to do with my beloved Seahawks because all the flowers to Drew Locke and candidly, the big reason I did not pick it as the biggest upset is because I think if Jalen Hurts went into that game completely healthy, I don't think the Seahawks win that game, but that does not take away from the fact that they played very well. I was pleasantly surprised. It took them until the end to do it, but it was a very lovely game. But Julian Love, not Jordan Love, Julian Love acquired this offseason from the Giants as, as one of the Seahawks' big free agent signings. He mm-hmm. is a key component to that Seahawks win. The Seahawks do not win that game without Julian Love. He had two key interceptions, one of which was to seal the victory for the for the Seahawks after Drew Locke's beautiful throw to Jack, Jay, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. You got to say that one slow. At least I do. I can't say it. Um, it was very, very nice throw, but – Earlier in the fourth quarter, Julian Love also picked off Jalen Hurts. So without without Julian Love, the Seahawks do not win the game, in my opinion. And the other key factor, why I'm going to be keeping such a close eye on Julian Love, he started this this game in place of one Jamal Adams, who I know you and and, uh, Staniel talked a bit about last week when he had his take Mm -hmm. on the Seahawks. And there are reports out there that Mr. Adams did not take the news well and may not, may have left Lumen Field after receiving that news. When Pete Carroll was asked about it, he said, he said, uh, Jamal, Jamal might've been at home. I believe he was at home. So, so there's reports out there that he might've left the stadium. And I want to see if Julian Love gets the start again 
against the Tennessee Titans. When Pete Carroll was asked about it this week, he said, we need Jamal, we need him. But he didn't say whether Jamal would start or not. So very interesting and Got to, I got to see if Julian Love starts again. And if so, what kind of game does he have? All right. So my player to watch in week 16 is Lamar Jackson. You Ooh, know, Dustin, you talked pick. about Monday night football. The Ravens and the Niners going to be a banger of a game, as uh, Wanko says. I'm just curious, curious to see how he fares against a 49ers defense that has had their ears pinned back and kicking absolute tail since the bye week and with the Ravens losing the other running their other running back Keaton Mitchell when he went down he's out for the season unfortunately mm-hmm. they're still gonna ride with Gus the bus in goal, goal line situations and he also has the aforementioned Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. who is enjoying a nice uh, a nice season uh he, they uh, you know he's got them to throw to and I'm got Curious to see how the Niners scheme against Lamar Jackson, who's a very mobile quarterback. He's he can throw the ball, he can run the ball, he can do it all. I've done, I've done on purpose. Yeah, very good. And, then the, and the games on a Monday night, and what might be what I'm hoping is the game of the year. And for the second straight week, the Ravens are in prime time, and they're the focal they're the focal point of the football world. So yeah. it's gonna be a fun night. It's on Christmas night. I don't know, I don't know if I'll be rocking the jer- the uh, the onesie. The onesie. Uh, but I'll definitely, but I'll definitely be watching this game. In fact, there are three games, three games on Christmas Day. Yeah. So it's gonna be a special time. I'll probably hang out with my with my uh, my dad and my sister. We'll watch some football and enjoy a meal together, uh, and enjoy the holiday. Before we get out of here, we have a big announcement to make. Ooh. Ooh. A big announcement, and we talked about this after the show on Saturday. And Dustin and I, we have decided, starting on January 6th, Saturday brunch will be coming to you on the regular on Saturdays. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let the brunch flow through you. <laughs> Strike me down with all your might, your hatred, with all your with all your with all your mimosas. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, bottomless. Yes, we talked about yes, bottomless mimosas. (laughs) But we talked about it after the show, and it'll be it's great that we we enjoy we enjoy talking the sports in the regular every week, and we talk about the NFL throughout the season. And we decided there's a lot more sports news that goes on, whether it be nationally, whether it be locally. Uh, we actually have some breaking news on the local side. Uh, we'll get uh, we'll, we might talk about another time, but uh, it's a it's a sad local thing. Uh, the 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 quarterback for the U Albany Great Danes he's decided to uh, enter the transfer portal uh, with two years mm-hmm. left of eligibility. So I suspect he's probably going to try to jump into a uh, a division. 1A program, but that's another hint or there. But since there's so much happening in the sports world throughout the rest of the, the rest of the week that we miss on this program on our weekday show, we decided, you know what? Let's wait to the weekend. We'll get together for about an hour, the same the same time what we the same time for that we usually use for our regular show, hour to hour 15 minutes, and we'll talk about the rest of the week in sports. 
some notable events in the sports. We last week we talked about Brandon Stilly getting fired, and I did a praise dance. Uh, we talked about Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers. We also talked about talked about Draymond Green and all his troubles yeah. uh, with the NBA. And uh, as uh, <laughs> Jersey G says, January six, what a day to start! No, we're not rocking an insurrection yeah. that day, Jersey. Yeah, we G. didn't. We, we didn't. We didn't plan that. <laughs> we didn't plan that. I'm not. I'm not going to the. We're not going to the capital. We're not going to the capital. We're not going to. We're not going to stage anything. Uh, but uh, oh, also forgot to mention, she was in the USMC, the Marine Corps for eight years. Hoorah, uh, uh, Semper Fi. And she's had you someone in her service. family. And thank you for your service, G. And she also had someone in her family serving in any in every generation since World War One served. So that's really cool. That's really cool. But yeah, January sixth, we start our we start on the regular uh, with the Saturday brunch edition, ten a.m. Eastern. Grab a cup of coffee. Grab a donut. Grab some bacon. Whatever your fancy is on. Whatever your fancy is on Saturday morning. Sit back, relax, join in the conversation. Talk about sports, the rest of the sports week, the rest of the sports news of the week. And uh, Dustin, I don't know how about how you feel about it, but I'm pretty excited for what's coming around the corner. We go, we're we're going to plan some big things in 2024 for no credentials required. Oh yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll have more as the year unfolds. But it's yep. been it's been a wonderful year on this show with you. I'm I continue to look forward to it every week. And yep. the Saturday brunch episodes always have a special feel to me. So I'm excited about this move. And also we get to talk about whatever we want. There's a little more flexibility in the, in the Saturday brunch shows because Ryan and I don't always get to jump into our respective teams as in-depth as we want to sometimes because we want to cover uh, what's going on around the whole league during the weekly show. So we'll have a little bit more flexibility on the Saturday show. And I can guarantee you there'll be some talk about um, – 80s and 90s wrestling in there <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely i i don't disagree with you there uh but yeah like right down here you see the answer below no credentials required saturday brunch on the regular we're starting on january 6th at 10 a.m eastern come join us again we'll have some fun we'll, not, we'll do just sports conversations too we'll talk about other topics too we'll do some evergreen topics like uh some lists some top 10 lists we you know what? i'll break out the list i'll break the list bumper uh, just so people have an indication of what they can look forward to. You just made the list. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, I love that. And also, if you've tuned into our show last summer, you might have an idea of what we're going to be doing this summer. Oh yeah, I mean, I have to break out that trailer too. Yeah. <laughs> And sprinkle a little, little bit of movie reviews during here and there just to yeah. see if there's any uh I don't, I don't see i don't know if there's any uh sports movies that are of note that are coming out fairly soon but I'll keep, we'll keep an eye on it we'll keep an eye on it oh so. for me there's one for me there's one iron claw the story oh, of that's the right. iron claw that's right the yeah. iron claw with the von eric family man man that's gonna be that's gonna be fun oh uh jersey g has a suggest has a suggestion already for the list uh, best college mascots. She has Cosmo the Cougar at number one. <laughs> she is standing hardcore for Cosmo. 
<laughs> There's only one Cosmo in my book, and it's Cosmo Kramer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get out of here, we'll take one more one more trip to the comments section. Uh, Walk of the Saints says, thank you, Ryan and Dustin. Another cool show. Happy holidays all. Duanco, thanks for joining us on the regular every week. We hope to see you on Saturdays starting on January 6th. Uh, again, we'll talk about the rest of the week in sports. Maybe sprinkle in a little bit of uh, evergreen content, like the movie review, the list. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're, we're very excited about this opportunity to do a Saturday show, and we're going to have some fun with it, and we'll hope you guys join us. Before we get out of here, let's revisit our social media channels. We're listed right down here below, Twitter, Instagram, and the uh, now semi-regularly used TikTok. It's at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash no creds req youtube.com forward slash at no creds req you can also find us on rumble our rumble channel which you just search for no credentials required hit the like button hit the follow button there but you can also like comment share and subscribe again to all of our social media channels listed below on the podcast side subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast spotify speaker google play it's released the next day uh wherever on the weekday shows released the next day the Saturday show will release the same afternoon. So we're going to put the put the Saturday brunch in podcast form as well. So you don't want to miss it. You, can't, you don't have to miss it by subscribing. And if you wouldn't mind, rate and review. Five stars is the number of stars to rate. If you're on a platform that can support a review, please leave us a review. Don't be a Grinch. Be nice. Leave us a really nice <laughs> review. And that's going to do it for another edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. We should be back next Tuesday with our regular Tuesday show where we talk, we're going to review week 16 in the NFL. We'll talk about week 17 in the NFL. Unless I have trivia again. Uh, but <laughs> we'll let you know. Either way, we'll let you know. But for Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Critters of Wakard. And we'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas to all. And to all, see you next week. Good night, everybody. And Merry Christmas. <laughs>